U.S. Open. 11 under. He ain't going Two away. shots over Wyndham Clark. Your guy, Ricky Fowler. Ricky. This may finally be his moment. Dude, he's not. I don't know that he's going anywhere. I mean, we were talking about this last night. PJ said no chance mm-hmm. he wins. I don't know. I think he's due. This is the best we've seen Ricky play in like five years, man. He's been in really good form. And I, I think this might be the one. And I'm going to be so mad at myself. But so happy for him. We'll see, man. We still got a lot of golf to go. We'll see what this course looks like tomorrow. But uh, 11 under, really hard to believe right now. Yeah, and look, he's, it's not like he's a heavy favorite or anything. He's plus 300 to win at BetMGM. Rory McIlroy's right behind him at plus 350. And Rory right now is sitting uh, three shots off the lead. He's eight under after he finished shot of 67 in round two. That's right around what we were talking about, right? We thought the yeah. average would be around 67. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing a few here that are a little bit lower, but we got a Harris English shot a 66. Dustin Johnson put in a 70 today. Uh, Min Woo Lee had a 65. So we're, it, it's it's we have some that are still in those mid 60s, but we've seen the scores at least go up just a, a little bit. But you're right, man. It just feels like Fowler right now. There, there's there's a level of momentum there. And I mean, I if you want to jump in on Wyndham Clark, who's two shots back, he's seven one. So my hope is that Cam Smith's just going to get hot here. He went uh, well. He shot three under today here in round two. He was one under yesterday. So he's right now in ninth place. So he is six strokes, seven strokes off the lead. That's my big bet is Cam Smith. I have, I have him as an outright too. Yeah, so I have him. <laughs> and then I ended up talking myself into Scotty Scheffler just because I was like, this course yeah. just sets up so well for Scheffler, even though he can't putt. And uh, unfortunately, he didn't make up any ground today. Still sitting there. What is he, three under only? So I probably should have stayed away because that was such a crappy price. Yeah, he's three under for the day. He is um, probably not going to get it done for me, unfortunately. Yeah. And I did that one last minute, so mad at myself for that. I we'll did see how the weekend goes. The on. worst bet that I made for this. The other ones are still at least like feel like, because I had Scheffler, yeah. but I did also bet Patrick Cantlay. He's two over. Yeah. <laughs> so it was not, uh, that was more of a, I don't even remember how I talked myself into that. I'm going to be honest with you. It was days ago. Yeah. And I think it was 40 to one. I was See, like, you know, let's just, just give it a little we'll give it a little sprinkle. That's the problem with the majors. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, one or two outrights. Then I'm yep. live betting things. I have yeah. matchups. I got top tens, top twenties. Like I got Scheffler top ten. So if he could finish top ten, then I'm fine with without him winning this one outright. But uh I got talked into that last minute. I, I was just like, man, this course sets up so well for him. But hey, we still got uh we still got a lot of golf to go this weekend. So you gotta keep your hopes up. I did have a I had a parlay yesterday. Oh my god. And I, I'm seeing it again. No, no, no. It was Golf? no. It was Hovland, Raman, Mickelson to make the cut at plus three fifty. Oh, and Mickelson started off so hot. He was yeah. three under. He's th- he's 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 a shot off the cut, right? I mean, yeah, he's, he's not going to make it. He fell apart. I saw, See, uh, yeah, I like. I to be honest with you, I forgot I had that, and yeah. now I want to punch myself in the face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a. Good, I liked the bet though. Like I thought Phil was gonna. Yeah, it's so easy just to you know bet Phil to miss the cut. Uh, fade Phil, but nobody saw that hit the Masters. Nobody saw that coming where he finished, you know, Buddy, top 10. Right off that momentum, the yeah. the live momentum, walking around with some swag, yeah. you know, feeling good. Yeah, everybody hates him step. on the tour. I think he, that helps him, too. Like, yeah. you know, everybody's like, look at this guy. He walks in, and he's the best heel there is, and it's what golf needs, and I thought he was going to thrive off of it. Yeah. And he's not. And he's not. He's not, not, not going to get it done. Yeah, still, though, we got we got more golf to play, so he might be all right. I'm, I'm I'm trying to be as positive as I can, but I can't. NBA draft is next week, though. I'll, I can't wait. I'll make back this money. That, I can't. That's wait, my hope. Man. The Patrick can't lay money. <laughs> that's gonna be it. Uh, so there's a few. I know you said you have a couple already. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear what you added. All though. right, all right. So I finally did jump on this, and it's still a really good price. Derek Lively is a top ten pick. Yeah, like that, that has been talked about everywhere. 
you're here because there's not a lot of bigs in this draft. It's a lot of guards, even a few wings. So wings and, and bigs that can do certain things, the wings specifically, are, are going to be a, a, a major value. But when you look at Derek Lively, he started off last year at Duke dealing with some injuries. But then he blossomed in this big, high-impactful player on the court on the defensive end. There's not a lot of size in this draft. He's 7-1. He's a, look, he's a freshman. We know they love young talent in the NBA. Oh, yeah. They'd rather take a guy they think they can develop, take a guy that they think that they can, you know, yeah. turn into something better. If, if you look at where he was last year, opponents shot just 37% in the paint when he defended them, and he's great on ball screens. He does a lot of the little things. I've heard more and more conversation now about Derek Lively going in the top 10. I got it at plus 320. You're good. As these conversations and more mock drafts and more reports come out about who's interested in who, this is going to be the time where you say, okay, uh, it, it, you should probably jump on it right now. Yeah. I, uh, I hit my I'll, volume button. I was confused there for a second. I'm going to join you on that one. I just realized that I was like, why can't I hear Ryan anymore? There I'm, you go. I'm going to join you on that one. I like that one a lot. My big one, other than, and I don't know that I like Brandon Miller to go number two overall anymore, man. I think it might end up being Scoot, so I'm a little nervous. I just had to play it at the price because, remember, it was plus 200, then it dropped to plus 150, and then the next thing you know, it was like minus 300. That's been bouncing all over the place. I think my favorite bet, though, and if, if I can hit this one, I'll be happy, and I'm going to add more, obviously, was the Cam Whitmore plus 400 to go fifth overall to the Detroit Pistons, unless they move out of this pick. I, I just think too. I have that too. I yes. think that's the best bet that you can make right yeah. now, man. I mean, you know, most have them rated, what, the fifth prospect in this draft, the third small forward in this draft. He averaged 12 points per game, five boards, played at Villanova. I know that's not Jay Wright's program anymore, but still, you know, you like those kind of guys. He shot 34% from three, and you already have Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. You don't need anybody else in yeah. that backcourt. And I love... Like, I like Cade when he's healthy, and I like Jaden Ivey. I think Jaden Ivey's going to be a hell of a player. I think he's going to make a huge year-two leap. Love them at Purdue. So I just think that that's the perfect system fit right there. Unless, you know, unless Houston steals him. But I think they're going to go with Thompson. They So they've been working. They were, well, they're trying to work out Scoot Henderson, but he won't work out with them because he knows I'm not going to fall that far. Yeah. So that shows they're willing to go after a, a lead guard or another guard. You, you may have some differences in philosophies with Ime Udoka there now where he's going to come in and say, Kevin Porter Jr., I don't like your shot selection. I don't like your attitude. He's already been moved on from you. USC couldn't wait to get rid of him. The Cavs couldn't wait to get rid of him. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see something similar where all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we're going to move on from Kevin Porter here. And you find another guard to put in that backcourt with Jalen Green. So I'm, I'm with you. I think they go with I think they go with Thompson. And one of the Thompsons is Osser Thompson is kind of looked at as the one that would be going sooner. Yeah. Amen, maybe be a little bit later. But I know, I, I think Cam Whitmore at number five is absolutely the perfect bet to make. It's harder to find. You can barely get that at plus money anymore. So, I mean, it's not going to have the same value it maybe had before, but you can yeah. still get something. I mean, you got to remember, too, if you go back, so you've got, you mentioned Jaden Ivey, right, and, and Cade Cunningham there. Mm -hmm. But they've also got Jalen Duran, who is, uh, that's an athletic, big, strong, big. They They have a general manager in Troy Weaver that loves athletic players. It was going all the way back to when he used to work with the Thunder. Yeah. Cam Whitmore has a 40-and-a-half-inch vertical. He's fast. He's strong. He's yeah. athletic. He is absolutely the perfect fit for the Pistons. I so, agree. yeah. 
I, I think agree, there's. Man. I think that's. I, if he's on the board, he's going to Detroit at number five. The thing that scares me are just trades, but I think Detroit stays pat right there. And then another one that I uh, bet actually, um, I was going to text you this earlier. So Kobe Buffkin, I found mm-hmm. under sixteen and a half. The price sucks. It's minus one forty, but it's the draft, so I'm not just looking for plus money. I'm looking for sure things. I was reading this. Uh, the reason I found this bet. So Draft Express, they had the report, they had the tweet that came out. Uh, we saw this on ESPN. You know, you had Woj there. Mm-hmm. Michigan's Kobe Buffkin could surprise people with how high he gets picked, looking more and more likely that he's not getting out of the lottery on draft night, and he has a chance to hear his name called as high as 8th to Washington, which I think would be a great fit, or ninth to Utah. So right now, under 16 and a half, it's it's, uh, minus 140, but dude, that's a really good, that's a decent price. You're not laying like 2 to 1, it's not minus 200, and he averaged 14 points per game, almost 3 assists, 4 rebounds, 1 steal, and like, he shot an absurd 71% at the rim. Um, And he could shoot the 3, so I think that's a slam dunk right there. I think minus 140 is fine. You so and Kobe I are, Bufkin you and I are actually and on the same wavelength here. So it's Bufkin's name has been thrown around a lot, and I know the Wizards really, really like him. Yeah. Um, but also, so does Utah. So I actually bet him to go eighth overall at 10 to 1, and I bet him to go ninth overall just in case. Either one of them, hedging opportunity there at least where he falls to 1. And then also just as a top 10 pick at plus 350. That's good that you found that in terms of under 16 and a half. Because that 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 market, I've been having more having a little more trouble finding yeah. market for a lot of these players. It's only starting to come out actual draft position over unders. So if you can do that and give yourself a little more security, I'll probably round back and and do that once I've you know now that we've, I've got these in here too. But I mean, the guy was good, yeah. really really good at Michigan. So I mean, if you even look, Michigan outscored their opponents by ten points a game when Buffkin was on the floor. They were outscored by fourteen points a game when he wasn't. That's what we're looking at. He's a difference maker. And he's still actually, even though he's a sophomore, he's got two years of college experience. He's still not even 20 yet. I know he's only 19 years old. He's younger than multiple freshmen in this draft. So you're going to get the experience still with the youth. You yeah. get a guy that's under twenty; they love it, right? Yeah. You got that. It's, it's he. I, I don't see any way that he's out of the top ten. I completely agree, man. Six foot four, so he's got decent size. The only thing that concerns me a little bit: the assist to turnover ratio wasn't good. But again, you just said it right there, man. He's not even twenty years old yet. He's only nineteen, so that's going to improve. His basketball IQ is going to improve, and uh, really good player for Juwan Howard. Yeah, Zach brings up a good point: that Michigan had multiple first rounders. You had Buffkin, you had Jet Howard, and then Hunter Dick- Dickinson, and they still missed the tournament. <laughs> yeah, which says everything you need to yes. know about their coaching staff. Yeah, Juwan Howard, who, you know, every other game is trying to fight either an assistant oh, coach or uh, opposing player, an opposing coach. I loved that hire, too, when they made it because I was like, I know. man, you know, you got Juwan Howard, Chicago guy, so he could go into he could go into the city. And also, like, even though the Fab Five was so long ago and this is a new generation, we had the 30 for 30, the documentary. And, I mean, the Fab Five, like, imagine Juwan Howard coming to your house to recruit you. Yeah. I, that's why I like the Penny Hardaway hire, actually, at Memphis. I was like, I don't know if this guy could coach, but he's going to be able to recruit because if I'm a kid and Penny Hardaway comes to my house, I want to go play for him. If Juwan Howard comes to recruit me, I'm going to go play for Juwan Howard. But um, And both have been able to recruit, especially Penny. Problem yeah. is oh. he, you know. There's other stuff going on. Yeah, you know, he struggles. Guys are ineligible. And... Struggles to coach him when they get there. The, yeah. the bench has been a mess. You had Larry Brown there, who I love, but you had Rasheed Wallace, and then you sent him home. He was, like, coaching remote. Um, That's right, the coaching remote. Dude, thing. they had Duran there. Like, that, those teams, I mean, they, they've done, James Wiseman, they did, they've done a really good job recruiting, but yeah. yep. still uh, not a yep. whole lot of success. Uh, another name to consider, Jordan Hawkins. Draft position under 15 and a half at plus 115. I was really surprised to see that at plus money. So the reports are now 
that he's going to be sitting probably around not till about 11 or 12 is like where it's going to start for him, but it won't be much past that. So to have that extra wiggle room from 12 to essentially 16 is a real, well, I mean, really 15 when you think about it, if you want this to hit, but 12 to 15, that's a decent range to be in. Worked out for the Raptors at 13. Apparently they really like him. He's also a 40% shooter on contested threes. So yeah. you need that in the NBA. He's got the shooting, a little bit older. I mean, he's 21. God, he's 21. Oh, no. Yeah. But he's a 6'5 wing. Yeah. And you need a wing that can shoot. It's another, you got wings that can shoot. They are so valuable in today's NBA that under 15 and a half, if that's at plus money, I see that flipping probably in the next few days. I agree, man. I love that. I didn't even see that market. I'm actually going to join you on that one. I'll mm-hmm. tell you on that. I don't think there's a better spot-up shooter in this draft. Like you said, I mean, you brought up the contested three-point shooting, but he also shot 38%. He averaged 16 points per game, and he played in huge games, obviously, because you know he was a member of the national championship UConn team. Uh, 6'4", decent size, and everybody wants shooters. Like, that's the one thing in the NBA, man. Like, if you're a shooter, so I love that pick. So, um I might join you on that one. I did do one exact order. Uh, Wemby, Brandon Miller at two, Scoot Henderson three, and Amen Thompson at number four. What's that, Pat? I said Osser as the higher one. Amen is actually the one that you looked at as probably going to go first. I Sorry, they're twins. I'm sorry. I, sometimes I confuse them. All right, it, it happens. But uh, it might because the Hornets need a wing, yeah. and Michael Jordan needs to have one. He needs to have one draft pick that's the right fit before he leaves. And they don't need they got they got a They got a ball in the backcourt already. When you have a ball in the backcourt, your team wins. I'm sorry that you, your your ball is not going to really work anymore up there in Chicago. He doesn't probably not going to be able to play again. Yeah, but that sucks for him. Scoot Henderson would be nice back there, but Brandon Miller gets a, a wing that can defend that also shoots the three. What Again, what does everybody want in today's NBA? It's that. What if Jordan just goes out by drafting Grady Dick? Like, I can honestly <laughs> see that being the case, though. And he ends That's up no being knock on Grady Adam Dick. Adam Morrison but... 2.0? Yeah, yeah. See, like, the thing is, man, I, I love that exact order. I just I'm getting a little nervous about Brandon Miller going number two overall. What worries me there is trades too. Do like you think? Do you think like any other year? I heard Woj and everybody else say this, but do you think like okay, so let's say Webinyama's not coming out in this draft. Do you think Bren- Brandon Miller goes number one overall in any other draft or Scoot? Scoot would be Scoot. Scoot. Yeah, Scoot. Yeah. I was literally just thinking about that walking into the studio here, and I was like, if we didn't have Victor Webinyama. It would be Scoot. Scoot is always – there's been a lot of hype around him anyway. Yeah. But his workouts have now elevated and almost secured that even more. But, I mean, the guy's a, a, an elite, elite talent, and I think there's probably more upside with him. Yeah. There's definitely more athleticism, which which helps, and the ability to be a lead guard. He can go out and facilitate. The three-point shooting needs work, though. And he did not shoot well uh, with G League Ignite, so that's going to be the one thing. But you can – guys can work on their shot, but, yeah, I think it would probably be Scoot. I just and that's the thing, man. Like I think he's the better prospect. Like if I have that pick, I'm taking him over Brandon Miller. I just don't know how that works with him and Ball in the same backcourt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you still have I mean, they have a lot of guards there. I mean, you could always move on though. But you're not going to move on from Ball. He's awesome. He's your right, best player. Right. Lamelo Ball's not going anywhere. Right. Um, that's why I just don't think Scoot Henderson. Like I get that's maybe taking the best guy on the board, but there's also a really good guy that fits a need for you too. Right. Yeah. And I, you expect Lamelo Ball to stay. Yeah. That's why, like, the NBA draft used to be a slam dunk for me because I would just look at position need. But now, yep. I mean, even like last year, I was like, ah, I don't know. I, I, are the Pistons going to take Jaden Ivey a year after taking Cade? And they did. And they could just play one of them off ball. Maybe that's the way that they look at this. Charlotte does. Plus, it's Jordan making his last pick. Oh, so you God. never know what he's going to do. He's going to take, yeah, maybe it's Grady Dick after take all Dick. this. It's yeah. all a big mess. Take, take Grady Dick instead. Yeah. Uh,